welcome to episode 56 of What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we're watching the TV show Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back words with uh, one of our hosts, Chad Wago, who's never seen Lost before. Thank you very much, David K. Jones. It is true. I have never seen Lost up until we started recording this podcast, and I like to watch it every week with one of our other hosts, AJ Nieves. Yo, and welcome to the show. This week, we are considering Lost Season 3, Episode 16, entitled One of Us. Jack's fellow survivors realize that an other is accompanying him, and a mysterious illness strikes Claire. But before we even get into the show, we actually have a special guest tonight, Autumn Gertz. Yeah, welcome. Back Welcome. to the studio. Welcome. It's our first episode here with us on this show, but you've been on our uh, my other podcast, um, Dirty Work Minute with John Yabez. Find that on iTunes, guys, or yeah. Stitcher, or wherever. All right, so let's get into it, Autumn. What is your What is your experience with Lost? Mm. I remember watching it while it was, I guess, being released on the real TVs, real televisions. Um, and I thought that was it was great. Um, it was something that a lot of people looked forward to. I think it convinced me to move to Hawaii. Wow. Where were you watching the Not show? Not really. <laughs> Don't mind me. What was so, I watching the show on? No, where? Where? I was watching it in. Oh, look! I'm I'm the I'm the other in the room. Yeah, you are the other. So you guys hear all the quality? Oh. I okay. High quality audio. <laughs> yes. High quality audio. Um, I actually, uh, before I was in Hawaii, I moved from Corvallis, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. So um, I have family here, and so I spent some summers here. Um, and I was just joking about it, convincing me to move to Hawaii. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a large amount of the population, a large enough amount mm. of the population, um. Uh, definitely uh, moved here for that purpose because they saw Lost on TV. I would argue, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if I saw this on television, I was like in you know in Oregon, I'd be like, yeah, all right, come yeah. here. But if I saw that there was a magical island where people don't get cancer, yeah, that seems like a good place to go. Yeah. Straight to Hawaii, and, and I'm not a woman, so I don't have to worry about getting pregnant and then dying immediately. <laughs> That's a big win, yeah. and you know, uh, sunshine year round. Is it never cloudy in Lost? I don't think I ever saw a cloudy episode. I don't remember cloudy episodes, but I do remember a lot of rain. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We're used to that in yeah. Oregon. Yeah, cool. Uh, so what did you originally... Well, so you liked the show. Um, I don't know. What, what, what kept you coming back to the show? Mm, I think that um, I'm intrigued about disasters. Um, that's a thing for me. I like uh, watching disasters uh, unfold and um, wait. Uh, come you to can't closure. just say that and then like move on <laughs> to another thing. How did? How are you into disaster stuff? I I uh, you know um, I'm a big people watcher, and I think and I love people <laughs> in disasters. Yeah, it's the best I love time to watch people. Them. Yeah, in disasters, <laughs> see what people really people. are exactly. I love people in unfolding and uh, um, kind of uh, coming full circle to whatever they're. Whatever their circumstances are, um, and whatever uh, personal drama they have, I is, that sounds really dark of me, but um, I make fun of it a lot too. I yeah. think that uh, there's a lot of uh, comedy in that. Sure, I mean, and what you said is is perfect because, like uh, tonight's episode, we see. I mean, that's what the show is. We see a lot of these people struggling with their whatever struggles and inner demons, and now we kind of get this episode, which isn't like a inner demon one, it's more of a like a a prison story where like this woman is trapped on this island poor Juliet like she came under false pretenses with these shady dudes or shady people and then it just it just keeps on getting worse for her as the episode progresses but we do get a chance to find out a little bit more of, of her whole backstory but um yeah I don't know that's a it's I thought it was a decent episode it was kind of fun but it, it's kind of nice to know going back that we do see a little track getting laid for the whole um Juliet Ben thing. There, there is some stuff in there, and then we also see the whole Goodwin thing. That kind of still yeah. plays out. We see in, in this episode she's sleeping with Goodwin a couple of times, and he's like uh, helping her out and everything. And we don't know at this point that he's married to someone else. We just think like that's her boyfriend. Yeah, we find that out much later. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually kind of happy that we got this episode because the I guess the Juliet episode that comes on after this is is kind of explores more of what. 
gets presented in this episode with Goodwin and her mm-hmm. work on the island and her relationship with Ben and how they, you know, how it kind of works out. But she's pretty much just a, like, she's, she's held against her will. I, you know, she's made to think that she's there on her own, of her own accord. But in a lot of it, just like most of the show, it just turns out to be manipulation. Like, until she's just not having it anymore. But, yeah. like, she essentially stays on the island. Well, I guess we'll get into it, but, like, yeah, she stays on the island for an important reason. Um, and that reason has nothing to do with babies at, by the time she's, <laughs> you know, when she, when she makes that choice. Yeah. So, let's just start at the top of the show. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we get a Kate and Jack scene. And they talk about being, oh, about him being gone. And, uh... He just basically says, yeah, I just kind of kept his head down, hung out, and did whatever, wherever he was gone at. And then, you know, then he comes back. I think we can infer where he was at and what he was kind of doing. He was with the others, and he was doing not dying things. <laughs> yeah, Chai, what do you think was, was going on? Well, I know that cages were a part of it, at least in the beginning. Yeah. And I assume that uh, after that, it was... I'm going to guess that Jack had to do surgery on Ben, oh. because Ben had a tumor in his back, and Jack's yeah. a back surgeon. Huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a spinal surgeon. Yeah, that's right. Spinal surgeon. That's the <laughs> word. Yeah, and then that's probably why they release him, because we, we see Ben in his wheelchair in the next few episodes, and eventually he just gets up and starts using a cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just... Sawyer very specifically mentions that uh, Jack saved Ben's life. Yeah. Maybe that was how he did it. Yeah. By the by the means by means of surgery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you would you be surprised if the uh, initially Ben has his Mikhail try to take it out and he fucks it up and then Jack has to come in and, and save him? I knew I know I shouldn't have trusted this guy with one eye. Yeah, he's like, oh, but he speaks so off. many languages. Yeah. He's a <laughs> he smart guy. He mm-hmm. can't language my cancer away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't uh, know. Have you ever tried speaking Portuguese to cancer? <laughs> Maybe it would work. Oh, yeah, they don't have any cancer in Portugal. Yeah, they're they're cancer free. It's a cancer free nation. Yeah. In fact, you can't be in Portugal and not speak Portuguese, or else you know they kick you out for. It. Yeah. It's like when you they bring in a foreign cancer. disease. Yeah. 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 Like so, they yeah. can pretty much do whatever they want as long as they're speaking Portuguese. It's a messed up place over there. <laughs> Shout out to our Portuguese listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I do like that we get this this beautiful sister story couched in the episode where. Um, we start off with that, which is kind of a fun in into this character. I, I, I get the feeling like this is our first look into an other's life, uh, the other being Juliet. But how early in the scene where they're doing the flashback did they identify that woman as Juliet's sister? Later. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, what did you they think? They show up in the car. I thought that they were like friends or something. Mm. And then she's like, oh, I'm 100% pregnant thanks to you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe not friends, more than friends. And then they're like, oh, that's her sister. Okay. Still that not makes it, That makes it better it. for you than you know their sisters? And she got her pregnant? Sure. <laughs> I watch a lot of weird porn. <laughs> Yeah, Julie Juliet was pretty much just Tracy Morgan Tracy Morgan Morganing? Morgan. You know what? You guys know what I'm trying it's to say. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan, yeah. her sister. I won't get you pregnant. <laughs> I actually think it's cool. I think if you look at it from a writing standpoint, I think it's pretty neat. Uh neat? I think it's pretty pretty neat, non porn. Um <laughs> I mean, I'm usually the first to go to porn for sure, for sure. Um, I guess I don't watch the same kinds, but uh, for me, I think it's there's something really um, cool about a sister getting another sister pregnant. Yeah, I think about mm-hmm. that in writing. It's... <laughs> well, it, it's 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 actually they do. I, I believe they did such a nice job with it with the um, the whole sister dynamic because yeah. like the under the undercurrent of the episode is just pretty much Juliet's desperation to get back, and I guess we can kind of. Yeah, we could consider it like a like a plot device where they're using the sister as you know the means her motivation to want to get off the island. Like she has family, and this, her, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Her sister is a cancer survivor and now has a child thanks to her and all this kind of stuff. But mm, I don't know. I don't trust Juliet. I think she she's using it as a plot device for her own story. How do you mean? What do we really know? I mean, granted, it's been a long time since I've watched Lost, but I mean, this entire episode, she's just been an outsider. Manipulate, manipulate, manipulating, <laughs> manipulating. 
Yes, manipulating. Manipulating. She was uh, Tracy Morganing those people. Yes, she, <laughs> she was. was. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. So we. Yeah, and that's what we get at the end of the episode that she's manipulating everybody. But, um, and and that's like that's that's kind of a fun little turn that we get at the end of the episode. I, I do like um, that we do get a fun literary reference that kind of maybe references a little bit of uh, Juliet's situation. They're talking about book club. And they're talking about the book that they're reading is Stephen King's very first novel published, which was Carrie. Um, but in that book, it, it, it follows the struggles of an outcast. And Carrie is an outcast, essentially. This religiously, t- you know, wrapped up girl who, um, you know, who's, who's going through a lot. Doesn't really have a lot of people at all in her corner, but she's, uh, she's got this ability. And I guess we can kind of see the mirrors between that and Juliet, where Juliet is also kind of an outcast. We see her come back to the beach. Nobody wants to be around her because they already associate her with the others. And she's done some things that, you know, could be not, she couldn't, you know, she's not really in a, a place to defend what she's done or, or explain to her things that, that she's done on the island. And but, she does have a special ability. Yeah, to bring babies into this world. Yeah. yeah. She's a baby doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also involved a bunch of blood on a blonde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, we see what you're doing, Brian Kavon. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is kind of funny that um, Ben calls her out. Well, it doesn't call her out, but he calls out the the novel. And he says, "Okay, yeah, I just started Carrie. It's a depressing book, and um, it and it is kind of it is depressing. And it also kind of lends itself. If we want to go this route, it kind of lends itself to like we know what the character's state of mind is. You know, usually choose. You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I normally tend to read what I'm feeling. So like I'm feeling like a little stressed i'll read like a an intense action novel or something like that <laughs> but in her case like she's pulling up you know carrie and that is kind of depressing yeah. reading material and then she is stuck on this island like you know so what better time to read a depressing novel when you're <laughs> depressed carrie yeah they should market it like that <laughs> i think she's also sending a message i pick in that book of like hey i this is how i feel i don't i want you guys to feel bad because oh. i feel bad Interesting. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she was setting up some bucket of pig's blood to drop, drop on Ben at the uh, others. <laughs> at the, the others' dance. Yeah, yeah, the others' prom. <laughs> the others have a prom. Well, what would be the others' prom theme? Like, if they had a prom on the island? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be beach or island related. <laughs> It's gonna be like gangsters from the thirties. <laughs> like why? Why this? Why this yeah. one? Like, I don't know, maybe just... something that's kind of uh, racially un, uh, initially not cool because it's a bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a taco theme. It's thing a taco party. That's too much. That's so funny. Maybe like seventies theme because they have uh, all the leftover yeah. stuff from. Uh, that's what I was thinking. From uh, the Dharma Initiative. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It's just got a case of Dharma Afro picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one dude. Yeah, that's right. There was one dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so we get all this and just a little bit of of the beginning. We also find out that um, Juliet is under Jack's protection. He's not letting anybody mess with her. Of course, so he says. But, like, you know, what? how much can he do, Jack? He's he's got his hands full. Yeah. Not only does he have his hands full, but uh, we've seen in later episodes how little trust a lot of uh, his people have in him mm. based on his time with the others and spending all the time with Juliet. So this is sort of uh, sowing the seeds for more of that distrust later down the line. Right, right, when Naomi lands on the island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we've seen everything Jack does after he comes back now. And he doesn't really go out of his way to like prove to people that they should trust him. He just keeps saying, you got to trust me and Seriously? also trust her because you trust me. And it's like... Jack, you've been gone for a week, living with the others, and then you got this lady here who's one of the others, and we're just supposed to trust you? Like, it doesn't feel safe. Yeah, yeah, that that is that is very odd. And we get as much, and um, I guess our our audience surrogate, and, and that for that situation, I guess it's supposed to be Kate at the beginning of the episode. She's like, oh, so what happened? He's like, yeah, I just, I just hung out for a little bit and did what I was supposed to do. He's like, and that's it? She's like, yeah, and that's it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's true lost style. I'm not really going to go into anything I did, <laughs> even though I've been gone for a week, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And he was going to get on a submarine with, with Juliet, and then Locke blew it up. Yeah, yeah. I know what that's all about. Oh, that's kind of pretty clear what that is. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Locke not wanting people to leave the island. Yeah, yeah I mean, geez, Locke, you don't... I mean, you can stay on the island. Why do you have to make those choices for other people? <laughs> Locke, I'm so disappointed in you. I guess it has to be a different submarine that Saeed blows himself up on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Whitmore's submarine. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I totally forgot about that. We should compare that. and contrast what the inside of those submarines look like, because I bet it's the same. I am sure it's the same. <laughs> it's like the exact same. They, there's a, there's like a, um, like a name of a fake airline. Hurricat. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Well, this, uh, David? It's, uh, the name Earhart scrambled up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Interesting. And as we all know, she crashed on some island in the Pacific and was eaten by coconut crabs. (laughs) That is the official. Yeah. That is the The official official story. Yeah. After she starved to death, she was. Her body was picked over by land crabs. I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Coconut crabs. Those things are huge. Yeah. They'll eat a whole body. They're like dog size. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. How come these people on, on the show, there's no there's no scenes with, with crabs at... <laughs> stay with me, Chad. There's no <laughs> scenes with crabs um, on the beach at all. Have you guys been on a beach at night in Hawaii? Crabs. crabs. Crab City, you right? You can hear them. <laughs> you can hear the crabs. Well, as, as we know from this episode, this island is cancer-free, and cancer, of course, is... Oh, okay, 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 okay. I gotcha. Oh, yeah. you got an applause for, <laughs> makes from sense. our buddy here. Obviously. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's so funny. I almost feel like Hollywood. you've been waiting for that. <laughs> I've got one for every horoscope sign, so keep listening, listeners, and you'll you'll get them all. Yeah. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we do get we do get Juliet arriving at the island, so we see the process of what the Dharma Initiative does to bring the recruits in. They kind of spoke about it, but this is something that we get a chance to see firsthand. No, Uh-oh. isn't this post Dharma? Yes, yeah, it's post Dharma. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's after Ben gasses everybody. You're right. Oh fuck, I fucked it up. But yeah, that's yeah okay. But I guess they still use the same methods as Dharma did. I mean, how else are you going to bring somebody to the island? Because okay. it seems like there's more ways than submarine, right? Yeah, that's what we saw back in the seventies. They would bring people on on the submarine and drug them. I see. So yeah. I guess they just kind of continue that, so they right. can like do their. Whole I guess thing. we don't know what company she was hired by. They didn't say. No, did, no, did they, they did. Metalos Labs. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It was the same one that. Uh, didn't hire Locke mm. in the 60s. Oh. They're like the... Uh... Or no, no. They, it's not that they didn't hire Locke. They Locke to. didn't want to yeah. uh, put in for the internship. Yeah, he didn't want to uh, become a man of science. <laughs> Were you going to say it's like a Waylon yutani thing? Kind of like whoever their like, competitor is. I was thinking oh. like an ISIS to whatever it is in Archer. I forgot already. Oh, yeah. I think it was... Well, yeah, I forget what the other one was. I don't know. We don't watch enough Archer. <laughs> Wait, who is Waylon Yutani's uh, alien franchise? I don't know if there is one. No, no. I know that they were <laughs> the alien franchise. I, I, I don't know what the competition was. Yeah. Oh. Listeners, first one to tweet at us who the biggest competition for the mega corporation, Waylon Yutani from the it wasn't Aliens the universe. was Japanese last... No, wait. Well, you thinking me. of Blue Sun from Firefly. Oh. <laughs> Autumn, how are you feeling right now? I, you said Firefly and I dazed. <laughs> <laughs> Just like washed over with nerd stuff. <laughs> no, I really wanted to watch that show, but I haven't yet. No. Okay. You should. No, There's okay. not that many episodes yeah. that you have to watch. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. It's do less you... episodes than Lost. Yeah. But you know, I'm in the same boat. I haven't seen Firefly Ooh. either. We should do that. We should do that. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, Backwards. Yeah. Like a movie. Oh man, I'll, I'll totally. Watch oh, start that. with the movie. Yeah, <laughs> start with the movie. Yeah, that's kind of where it. Yeah, that's where it ends. Yeah. Right? Well, we can start with the the comics. I don't know. I'm just getting too much into it. Oh, wait, there's a comic. Yeah, there's several comic series. Oh, weird. Interesting. Like I think it's just like uh, two or three miniseries. Mm-hmm. I think. So several might be exaggerating. Yeah, a well, little. Oh, well, two or three. That's about right. I know that there is more than one. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. When you get really into Firefly, you'll. Track them all down and read them yeah. to us on the podcast. <laughs> like while you guys are in bed, yeah. I'll just pop up beside you somehow. <laughs> like AJ, yeah, I got this new comic. It's Firefly. Yeah, it's new. It's, Let's get into it. Ten years old. Tuck yourself in. It's time for the Shepherd's Tale. <laughs> uh, uh. So Jacob said he would he would take care of it himself. This is yeah. what was it? 
I obviously don't know because I haven't seen any of the episodes before this. But I'm wondering, is this like the first Jacob name drop? I wonder. Because it's not like anyone mentioned him for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, well, they've been laying track for this guy since season three, at least. We're Mm -hmm. tracking it. Yeah, at least since this episode. This is going to be a hard one, too. Track when it starts. Every single time they mention <laughs> Jacob, I'm going to be like, "Is this the first time they mentioned Jacob?" <laughs> yeah, it will be for yeah. all, for us here. Yeah, it, every at some point, time. it's got to be true. Yeah, yeah, but that is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that Jacob was even mentioned earlier in, yeah. in these seasons. He was always just a season six guy. To me. Yeah, and they Ben brings it up in this conversation with Juliet, where she's like, "I need to go back. My sister's going to have her baby in three months." And he's like, "Well, you've been here for six months." And your work's not done or whatever, but uh, and she's like, "Oh, I, I don't, I don't believe you or something." And he's like, "Well, do you, do you believe Jacob? You yeah. have faith in Jacob?" And she's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess I do." Yeah. So in that six months, she's full on the Jacob religion she's train. Been, she's been converted yeah, to this Jacob, cult. The Jacob Kool Aid. Yeah. Though. Or snorting it. Or snorting <laughs> the Jacob Kool Aid. I don't know. I think it's another case of of a yeah. I mean, really, it's another man we have to follow and have faith in. I I, I don't get this. I mean, I want to sound more convinced, but I mean, I really don't get this. I mean, I know Jacob. I know who he is. What he is. What he stands for. Ultimately, because I saw the end of the show. What does Jacob stand for, Autumn? Well, uh, so many things. So many things. There's so many layers. Like his monkey face. Yeah, he's got a monkey face. He drinks wine. Yeah, well, he lives in that weird. Tau, uh, statue, that broken statue. Yeah, a three-toed foot. Lost is like a religion. Jacob is like one of the main players. He's like the main player because it, all of these things mean so many different things to so many different people. Sure. So how did you how did you feel about the religious aspects of the show? Like when they used to when because they, they they come up a lot. All these allegories and. I don't know these references. They reference a bunch of stuff. This episode, I don't think we got too much into the to the Bible side, right? We got some literary references yeah. off of Stephen King. And... Well, we also have um, Juliet's sister's named Rachel, and as we oh. know from the Bible, Rachel had cancer a couple of times. Yeah, and a baby. Rachel had... and a very famous haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what I know about Rachel from the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but... it kind of reminded me of Anna. Actually, I don't know if you remember the character of Anna in the Bible. Go for it. No, I, I just remember that she wasn't able to have a baby, and I don't know where in the in well she wasn't initially. Um, I, yeah, do you remember that? I don't know if I remember. I'm kind of fuzzy on a lot of that. I kind of remember some, but I don't, I don't remember. You're supposed Anna's to be our religion expert. That's okay. I might have picked something really <laughs> up to something yeah. random no. from the Bible and been no. like, "That's a really cool character yeah. that I really like." Are you thinking of that movie Anna? Because I think about a <laughs> girl that was trained to kill this people with a. I never saw it. No. It is called Anna? Is it the one where she's like a little runaway or something? Something like that. I think she was raised by some dude in a cabin and he was like a CIA agent. This is something I've never seen. Is this the one with... She's like some... With Zoe Saldana? No, I don't think so. She's okay. a little blonde-haired, like blue-eyed yeah, like girl, a Swedish right? Swedish girl or something. She's Swedish or something. And like she goes into some weird rage thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember it, sort of. I think I just watched the preview on Netflix, but I never watched it. <laughs> Oh, wait, okay. I guess we can kind of go into more things, but maybe we should just go into, like, endgame of this whole thing. Well, before we even get that, that we do get a fun scene where, like, Juliet kind of bosses up on uh, Saeed and, and so oh, for, like, yeah. a hot second, which is crazy because the way she left the scene was she, was a hunt, she wasn't sure she was going to make it out of there alive. Right. I mean... Saeed and Sawyer, both men who have killed before. Yeah. To her knowledge, like she's aware of everything about them, and, and that saves her. Like, oh man, just to have files on whoever's on your <laughs> island, now you could just like fuck with their heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just if somebody just spit out your past, all your darkest, deepest secrets straight out to you, like uh, that would be enough no. to like to make you drop. Isn't that what Batman does to the rest of the Justice League? He's got files on everybody. Oh yeah, their deepest secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're ashamed of. Um, there was a there was a recent movie, uh, animated movie where they 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 took that right where somebody broke into Batman's lab and they took all the secret files that he had mm-hmm. on the Justice League and how to defeat all of them. Justice League Doom, based on the Tower of Babel storyline. Oh, oh shit! From the Bible. Nice. Full circle. Oh, uh, <laughs> not that Tower of Babel. <laughs> Close though. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, but uh, it's weird because in this in this scene, 
Juliet's like, oh, how, how long did you wait, Saeed, before you told everyone how many people you've tortured and oh, what happened in Basra? And Saeed, or Sawyer, you're a cold-blooded killer. And it's like, yeah, I guess she doesn't need to tell everyone all of her embarrassing secrets and things that she's ashamed of. But, like, she's been doing stuff directly to harm these people. Yeah. And that's totally cool for them to want answers for that. Oh. Yeah, no, like, I I totally thought that they were justified. Yeah. But I thought that their, her ice cold line mm. was, uh, do you guys want more blood on your hands? Uh, yeah. And it was yeah. just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? She, I, um, she's, I love, I love the character Juliet, and I don't always love her on the show. Sometimes I have some trouble with her, like. Well, she's part of the thing that we hate. Right. She's part of that fucking, <laughs> that quadrangle of love that's, that, that starts to fucking vomit all over yeah. throughout the show, but. Uh, but I, I don't know. I still I still like her in this one scene because like uh, or the the character itself in the writing is is a lot of fun. Like where she just gets to, uh, she gets to kind of just like I don't know. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons player, but she had like <laughs> diplomacy or whatever that thing is where you have the ability to to coerce or persuade people. Like charisma, probably. charisma. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like yeah, she she, yeah, she always has trick. like the last word. Yeah. Burns yeah. people pretty good, and she burns people like on the low, low, like with her <laughs> with her voice being really like just chill about yeah. it. Like she's never like yelling at everybody, with the exception of the scene we get with Ben, where she knocks the glass <laughs> out of his hand. But like she pretty much just kind of like yells the shit out of like, well not, but she just she pretty much plays it really cool throughout the whole thing, you know. And then slowly grabs the briefcase and she gets away. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. So I do I do like Juliet when she's in boss mode. And hey she, David, yeah, could you make that scene where she walks away from the two of them, uh, like have her dropping a mic and then have it exploding in the background? <laughs> I can try. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. The reason I haven't been making like video clips like I used to is that uh, I can't find a, a site to stream it and download the videos anymore. Oh, okay. I see. So maybe I can do like a gift or something. That would still be pretty I dope. can record just straight off of Hulu. We'll find we'll figure it out. <laughs> Someone, if you know how to do that, uh tweet me. Yeah, we need interns. DKJ comedy. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And we see Juliet with Hurley on the beach have kind of a similar thing. Where Hurley's like sits down with her to keep an eye on her. And uh it seems like they're she's flirting with him a little bit, like the first half. Oh, when she tries to joke with him to make him more comfortable? Yeah. Really? He was a little flirty. I don't. I don't think that was flirting. I think that was just like, ah, we're joking. We're pals, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, and when a woman jokes with you, it's because she's flirting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your thoughts on this scene, Autumn? Like the whole Hugo-Juliet thing on the beach. I joke with blind and deaf um, humans uh-huh. that may or may not hear me. Um, I'm definitely not flirting. Okay. But I, as, as somebody who does comedy... I, I'm awkward in general, so mm. you go back to the whole. What are you? What are you doing, Chad? <laughs> Playing with the magnet. <laughs> um, for our listeners, Chad is uh, dangling a piece of metal on on our uh, our mic stand. Yeah. I he was trying to cut me off here. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just playing light. with the magnet. I'm totally no. paying attention to you. I, you know what? I'm, I'm sure for most people, um, or everybody, every female, mm. uh, if we talk to you and look right. at you, we are trying to flirt with you. Oh, that's gotta be. That's gotta that's... be so hard. I mean, well, I, I can't say anything, but <laughs> I, just as a, as a married man, but like, because how does that feel? Maybe we can get into that a little bit. Like, how, how does it feel as a woman? Because like, you try to be cool, and people are just all like, "She wants me," and then like you try to be a dick, and they're just like, "Oh, this person's being a dick," or not even a dick. But that's exactly right. Actually, um, that happens a lot. And you know, I don't consider myself on a hotness scale or a cuteness. I consider myself cute on like maybe a level three out of ten. Ooh, that's, um, that's and I, doublet. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I you can't ask people where they put themselves on that scale. Anyways, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm like the secondary character to all my hot friends, to be honest, and I'm cool with it. Like that's my thing, that's my place. Um, as far as um, if I try to talk to a guy, um, I've had a history of like, like if I go to like a bar and I'm talking to somebody who's gay and obviously not interested in what I have to offer, so to mm. speak. Um, and and uh, is only there, maybe only there, uh, to meet other people that might um, make good 
uh, breakfast and brunch partners the next morning. Um, <laughs> That's a good I'm lesson. not going to be what they have in mind. Um, and so sometimes I've had people like turn stool on me, well. and I've not really taken it personal because I realize I'm not a really good brunch partner for some people. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of how it works sometimes for females in heterosexual relationships. I think that sometimes we will talk to somebody and assume that they're totally listening to us without thinking about our boobs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking about this magnet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that magnet is shaped like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Some weird boobs, man. I'd say boobs can be a um, euphemism. Is that the right word? A euphemism uh, for for a magnet a magnet euphemism <laughs> for for boobs yeah yeah anyways I think that's how we all just <laughs> this is falling apart but anyways the point is is that um, I think that more often than that this is very timely mm -hmm. um, women think that we can be in conversations with people without somebody thinking about our boobs but. Um, the more you talk to heterosexual men in general, mm. um, as a non-threatening and a non-sexual, like, it's never, ever going to happen ever because you're um, off limits for some in some capacity, um, men will um, see you and your boobs and expect <laughs> that you have some sort of interest in them. Um. Whether one of you is married, both of you are married, you're single, you're in Antarctica and they're in Michigan, anything. Um <laughs> so that was a long explanation but yeah, yes no. that happens exactly i assume i don't know how it is for a married man to um talk to females uh if you're heterosexual but oh well luckily here yeah i don't know like for me it, it's it's fine i it's so strange i've been married for so long and i don't know what it is to to be single anymore <laughs> but I, i'm just gonna i'm i'm uh, for me, I like I like speaking to all kinds of people, which is always a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It depends, you know. But then, uh, to be honest, I kind of feel like I'm in a bit of a relief, you know what I mean? Because it takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not actively trying to, like, scope you know, or do whatever. Like, exactly. I, I'm feeling pretty comfortable in my life. Right? So, so yeah, like, to, to... It's just, it's more fun to engage with people in conversation now, I notice, without all that stuff. And I think a lot of it, too, probably, for me, was probably just, like, a lot of... You know, when you're younger and then you don't know how to conduct yourself, especially mm -hmm. as a younger person, and it's just not I'm that. I'm 35 and I don't know how to conduct myself. <laughs> well, like you've got it more together than most. I mean, like you know, you're you're doing great. Like this, but like when you're in your 20s or teens or whatever, I think like the maturity level hasn't really set in, and and then it's a little bit more. You know, we are getting into conversations with people, and especially if it's someone that you're that you might have like a romantic inkling towards and you have this weird awkwardness or I don't know how it works. But I think if you have somebody at home that you know will beat your ass, if you are, <laughs> if you're trying to uh, get the, uh, if you're trying to call attention to yourself uh, sexually, um, I think that that, I'm sorry, that sounded really wrong. Um, Excuse me. That guy is, he's calling attention to himself sexually, sir. Can you beat his ass? <laughs> Make him Wooden stop spoon. pointing at his dick. Please. <laughs> just that with his tongue out. And it's just him, like, singing some weird chant. <laughs> no, but I think a lot of times women are viewed as bitches. If, or, uh, um, I think a lot of times women mm. are viewed as um, acting wrong if we don't um, crack jokes and smile. Mm. Yeah. So I think, well, yeah, I think that's an interesting observation that we had in this particular episode and how we felt about it is, was she flirting? Was she being friendly? Um, are women, all women manipulative? Ah. Interesting. What <laughs> well, is she your... was definitely being manipulative in this episode. Yeah, for the entire yeah, episode. Yeah. According to what we saw. And then we find out that it was kind of undone later, which is a weird... Also, uh... That that particular scene, like you can you can look at behavior like that and say that it's manipulative because she's trying to like sort of force like uh, a different level of communication mm. by like doing the joking thing, right? And like you can say that that's manipulative, but it's not manipulative on the same kind of level as some of the other stuff that that was happening. Like that was mostly just like. Oh, she understands how people work. Right. If you're able to joke and have a level of comfort with someone, then it's going to be less likely that he's going to want to see you killed, like literally everyone else at the camp. Yeah, and it's kind of like when you're when you're taken hostage and you got to make yourself seem like a a person, yeah, a hostage taker. Because mm -hmm. the first thing that Hurley asks her is like, "Oh, so you're one of them?" 
She goes, "Oh, I'm Julia." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She she identifies herself by her name. Yeah. Like, I'm a person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so you're one of them. I'm like, no, I'm just a person. Yeah. I'm a human to... being. Please don't kill me. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they say for you to. to to, not to yell out your name, but they, like when you're getting attacked, they tell you to scream out. Ooh, who's who's, who's they? I don't know. The doctor, Doctor they. they. They tell you to like. They. they tell you to. They tell you to scream out. I have cancer when people are trying to like rob or beat you. Oh. So it humanizes you, and then like you know you get away without a beating or right. getting robbed or something. But like if yeah. I- no one's ever told me this. No one's ever told me this? No. Yeah. Like if, if, I mean, I'm going to try it the next time someone tries to beat me up. <laughs> like, I have cancer. My name is Chad. I have cancer. My name is Chad. And you just keep saying that until until it stops. Just keep saying that while you're curled up into a ball getting kicked. Yeah. That's horrible. That's terrible. Like, there, I, there must be a lot of people out there, like, you know... Uh, on the other end of the on the other end of that that side of stuff, and they're just all like, "Yeah, you got cancer. Every person I beat up today had cancer." <laughs> I guess I'm just giving out cancer punches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that could be a superhero, a guy that gives someone <laughs> cancer by punching them. Yeah. Guess, come on, get on it, Marvel or DC. Somebody do something, Cancer Man or Punch Man. I feel like oh. that's the Marlboro Man. The Marlboro Man. You're right. Same thing. Mm-hmm. That was his superpower. Riding forces <laughs> and giving cancer. Yeah. That's right. Like, and looking really cool in a hat. <laughs> That's a right. Nice, cut, a nice hat. I almost have to pick that up where it left off. <laughs> <laughs> Who's they, though? Who tells you that you're supposed yeah, to shout that you're humanized? I, th- <laughs> I, I just know. want, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't want anybody to notice me. Yeah. I'd just be like, you know, kick me and I'll be quiet and then you won't you notice would, me. You would be quiet? I would be quiet and. Okay, it's me, Autumn Gortz. I would probably not be quiet in any capacity, in any event in general. But, I mean, I would like to think that if my life was on the line, I might just shut up and pretend I'm a cockroach. Yeah. I think I would rather be murdered than make a scene. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What a polite polite person. (laughs) Well, you're way more Asian than I thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... I remember, I remember, uh... Please tell me you remember the time that someone tried to beat you up and you started screaming, My name is AJ and I have cancer! It was a bigger guy. It was a guy that was... It was the doctor. (laughs) It was Dr. Day. Like a cancer anonymous thing where, like, people get walking up and say, My name is Jeff and I have cancer. Yeah. And you just took that part with you? I did. I just went, Hi, hi, Jeff. (laughs) No, what I was going to say is, like, um... I don't know. I, for, I remember as a kid being uh, like I got I got raised up in some weird freaky cult religion, but I remember hearing specifically them saying something like, um, "If a woman is ever attacked," and this is this is terrible advice. I'm not yeah. giving this out. I'm just I'm just putting this out. Like you saw it on a YouTube video. Well, it happened to me in my oh. life, but like uh, they just said, like you know, if you're being attacked, you can't stop fighting. Like you have mm. to keep fighting. Or else you will draw the ire of God. <laughs> that, that was, that, that's not exactly what they said, but that's so terrible. Like, to put that on somebody. Like, oh, you know, well, now that you let this happen to yourself, God doesn't care for you anymore. Which is so gross when you think about it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know. I'm glad that you're not, like, in that anymore. <laughs> me, me too. It's, a, it's so fucked up. So, please, ladies and gentlemen, do not join the Insane Clown Posse or whatever you do. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> <Okay, Jebelo. laughs> yeah. doesn't matter how awesome of a helicopter ride they promise you at the gathering. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or how much they yell family. That's, there's no family there. It's all, it's all you know, try to <laughs> your, it's your fault that you got hurt. <laughs> Which is not a funny thing. Yeah. But, you know. Just going back to that scene real quick with Juliet and Hurley. I'm talking about how this is like Hurley's darkest season. Like he tells her the last time that one of the others were in their camp, Ethan, he he took Claire and that upset Charlie. So they buried him over there. Yeah, it's like, such a veiled yeah. threat. Homeboy's handing out veiled threats in this show. Like he's more gangster than I thought. Yeah. That's not really much of a veil. <laughs> yeah, there's no veil there. You're yeah. right. It's just pretty like, much. Like that's a straight up threat. Yeah, like Homeboy is buried. Right over there. And then, like, they cut to it, and it's, like, minor birds hopping around. And it looks like the prettiest place. Oh, uh, but... Crabs ate his body. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ones that, that only come out at night. <laughs> oh, man. But, um... 
I don't know. That's that's pretty much what I got out of this episode. You guys got anything else? I want to add that um, after not having seen this uh, for a really long time and having lived in Hawaii for a really long time, okay, by local standards, for a little time, a little while, um, the first scene that we had in this particular episode, it just looked like a typical bunch of white, mostly white people on a hike in Hawaii. Yeah, 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 they're just like muddy walking through nature. I feel like this might this whole show might be just a an excuse to just look like you're hiking in Hawaii. You know, it would be yeah. great as if they if they had their hike and they were just like adding in that whistle song that we heard in the last <laughs> episode. Um, I, you weren't here for it, Autumn, but there was a um, there was like a really well known whistle that they were doing. I I would like to see somebody splice that into every walking scene <laughs> this series has to offer. There's a lot of it. <laughs> so much walking. But yeah, I guess that's how they get through a lot of their dialogue and exposition or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So you saw those white people hiking and you're like, oh, I got over to Hawaii. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, after living in Hawaii, she saw that scene no. and she's just like, oh, more white people hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood. Um, actually, no, I remember I saw it when it was actually coming out. So I actually saw the plane crash first, saw the disaster happening and thought, oh, my God, people are still alive. How are they going to get through this? You're like, I need to watch these people in this disaster yeah. for seasons. <laughs> also, it wasn't only white people on that walk. Saeed was there. I said mostly white people. <laughs> they have their one brown friend. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, um Easter egg corner. Uh, the only other thing that in my notes was uh, when uh, Claire started uh, getting a bloody nose and she had a headache earlier. Immediately, I was like, "Oh, did she go time travel?" Yeah, because oh. that's the elements of time travel sickness. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy that she brought that up. Like, yeah, that is that was kind of strange. I thought that it was odd that nobody else in the camp thought that it was odd that. It was so very convenient for her to get sick when Juliet just mm. arrived. And I, maybe there wasn't enough. Maybe, like, you know, maybe you weren't thinking that way. But, like, yeah, these people are, are crazy. Yeah, I think if she had started getting sick when Juliet showed up, mm. then that would have been more of a tip-off. Like, oh, she must have done something to her. But, like, it had already started earlier that day before she even got there. So clever. Because she had some sort of a remote device inside of her that they put there, too. Yeah, we never said that he activated the device. We never see that device ever again she, after she this episode. She cured it with that yellow liquid. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, no, no one else on this show had, like, <laughs> devices activated, right? Not yet. No. I mean, after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, I, I don't recall seeing anyone else having devices activated. Yeah. I feel like that could have helped out, like, in some other uh, some other stories that they're trying to tell within the show. But they probably just were like, we only can go to that well once, guys. <laughs> we only can do the device thing one time. If we do it one more time, they're going to ask, what kind of device is it? <laughs> Didn't J.J. Abrams take that idea for one of the Mission Impossible movies? The one with, um, mm. what's her name? The girl from... Um, uh, well, it's Tom Cruise, and they implant something in her brain, and then it pops, and she dies. That's you know a lot of movies. Well, it's like it's got that. Uh, it's got the. It's. Oh man, I can't remember it. But I didn't know she dies. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> AJ. Well, it's a spoiler from a '98 movie, Autumn. It's from 1998. You're the way first? behind. The time. No, I'm still watching The Hobbit. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about the J.J. Abrams. I can't remember mm. what it's called. I'm just fucking with you. Ghost Protocol. Maybe it was. Oh God! It's it's got that girl from that Rogue hit Nation CW oh, yeah, show when she got busted. Oh, she didn't get busted, but their ratings dipped after she cut her hair. Felicity. The name of the show is Felicity. <laughs> I remember the name of the actress. I love that, was, that uh, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know so much about Felicity. The chick you from guys. Waitress. Wait. So yeah. did Felicity? Is this? Did that happen in Felicity? The the actress. Yeah, she did, was. Oh, that happened to the actress. In oh a different man, movie. I feel like the worst what kind of old name? man. That can't it wasn't the waitress, right? No, it wasn't the waitress. It... She was in the movie called The Waitress. <laughs> was she really? Yeah, she was the main character. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. I thought you knew what I was talking about. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's my one blind spot. Carrie only... Russell. Yes. Carrie Russell. I only know her from like <laughs> Felicity. From Felicity. Not the Americans. Also, she's in The Waitress, yeah. which is and, a very good movie. Yeah, and Sweet. Eight Days a Week, which mm-hmm. I can probably do. Oh, uh, that was one. Mission Impossible 3. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was not 1998, was it? Uh, 2006. It was 98. Boom, I'm still catching up, all right? They did the research yeah. in 98. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, also, that one didn't have a subtitle. It was just MI3. Oh. And they stopped numbering them after that and gave them subtitles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because th- after that was uh, Ghost Protocol, and after that was... Rogue One? No, I don't think it was Rogue One. <laughs> it was like Rogue Nation. Yeah. Rogue, Rogue Nation State. 1. And there's a new one coming out, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right after Rogue Nation. Ready for Mission Impossible. Yeah, I kind of liked them. Yeah, Rogue Nation was the next one. I see. Well, cool. sweet. So, uh, the one quick thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. And the new one is Fallout. Ah. Oh. It's set in a post-apocalyptic uh, vault. Out in the wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible never changes. <laughs> this mission is so impossible, yeah. you guys. So Ben, he cures... He says he cures uh, Rachel's cancer. Julia's well, Jacob cures cancer. it. Jacob cures it. But then he also gets cancer in this episode. I guess my question was, do we think that Ben actually can cure cancer? But I guess he says Jacob does the curing. So never mind. Also, uh, one thing that I thought was weird in that scene was uh, Julia tells Ben... Oh, you have a tumor in your back. Mm. And then he's just like, well, you just told me that I had cancer. And she said, no, I told you that you have a tumor. <laughs> gotcha. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> the, how else is he supposed to take yeah. that? Yeah. Like, is he supposed to just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tumors. Got them all the time. Yeah. That yeah. does not necessarily It's Tumor mean Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. You think that happens when doctors tell people that they have tumors? And they are, like, trying to pat it before they say you have cancer. So people are like, oh, it's just a tumor? Okay. Yeah. At least it's not cancer. Yeah, yeah. They're like, is it benign? Like, no. Not at all. <laughs> it's <a> cancer. <laughs> Two more beers in my belly. No, okay. Uh, I would do that. For cancer? No, I would just, if somebody said, knock on wood, that uh, tumor would be an issue, I'd just be like, two more beers. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Sorry. We're slow. Yeah. It's okay. I tell dad jokes. Leave me alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new thing. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Cool. All right. So Do we start. have any other Easter eggs? Yeah, I got Easter eggs all over. Uh, the uh, very first scene that we have with Juliet in her flashback, she's driving her sister up to the airport. And uh, that building that they're using is in Kapole. It's a star advertiser, like, printing building. Like, it's like a big, like, printing press in there. Huh. You can kind of see it from outside the little windows. Sweet. Yeah. Need to know about Hararat um, Aviation. That's Earhart. Uh, Mitalus. That's uh, Lost Time. Scrambled up. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Also, genuine class. <laughs> I can't think of anagrams without mentioning genuine class. I know. Just anagram of Alec Guinness. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what is that? That's fantastic. Now do Jeremy Irons. <laughs> it's a joke for just the two of us, I guess. <laughs> Oh, we have to do a Simpsons reference in every episode, or I feel weird. Um, Judy Chamness is in this episode, our favorite extra, one of the original 33 um, survivors in the background. No backpack. Yeah, no backpack, and she's wearing a magenta tank top instead of the light blue one she's always wearing. I bet she has a story. Yeah, oh, man. I want to know what's going on with that. Yeah, it was like she just showed up on set, and like the makeup person and the or the costume person was different. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like Sally's out sick today. We're shooting, so. Just take this one. Just take Deep. this one. Maybe you can find a story about her when you look at the lost fan fiction. Yeah, let's up and see what we can find about the original 33. Uh, I'm going to bet that um, what happened is when they were washing all the clothes, someone threw their red hat in with her shirt and dyed it that pinkish color. Went into their drinking water. <laughs> this fucking show. Like, they do everything out of that one little, like, water reservoir. Yeah. Like, like you guys don't have material to make other reservoirs and a washboard, maybe? Yeah, because we see uh, Sun and Jin washing their clothes in their water basin. And then at the end of the episode, we see Jack filling up his water bottle out of there. We see... Do, do we... Is it possible that they have more than one tarp that functions as a water basin? Yeah, probably. But I, yeah, because yeah, I think the one at the end of the episode is actually black. And oh. It's a blue earlier, but I'm pretty sure we'll see the blue one later on. Yeah, and then like, previously with people using to drink out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same thing. Like last episode, it was like Kate like wetting her neck or something yeah, like that. Washing her, her sex juices off after doing oh. it with <laughs> Sawyer. <laughs> people drink out of that. That's why Claire got so sick. Yeah. Claire is all like, I taste sex juices. Claire traveled backwards in time to get sick. <laughs> oh my God. From, from Kate's sex juice yeah. neck sweat. 
Gross. So gross. Um, in this episode, we see Jack come around a bush there on the beach, and Sawyer looks at him as a son of a bitch. And then we have this... That like, whole sentence was just funny. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody can turn that into a t-shirt. Um, so, uh, yeah, they have this, like, two-minute-long montage of people coming out in tearful reunions. And we've seen that at least once, one more time up to this point. And as we go earlier and earlier into the show, the number of times we see people come around that bush and then have a tearful reunion is going to go up exponentially. <laughs> I was really hoping that uh, the amount of times that uh, Sawyer sees Jack and goes, son of a bitch, would go up exponentially. I think that will, too. Yes. It could be a drinking game. Yeah, yeah somebody gets a super cut of that. <laughs> uh, and in the scene where Juliet is operating on a woman who has just died from a... Yeah, that operation room. Operating room. There's a painting on the wall that is one of those flowers that looks like a vagina. Two paintings. Oh, two of them. Those Georgia O'Keeffe's. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if that's an Easter egg, but it was there. Yeah, I guess we just, just felt the need to address the flower vaginas. Yeah. I, well, I guess like it's a it's it's supposed to be um uh she's a um uh, baby doctor baby doctor right so I guess it's she's a baby a, researcher baby yeah. researcher. And and I guess in this room is where they're having the babies or whatever. So they're just all like, you know, we gotta put something up beautiful. I, I guess it is kind of kind of glad they went with that, and not like just a picture of a stork or something like that. No. Like, but I guess knowing the show, they always have to kind of throw in some stuff. So I guess that's just a reference to to the female anatomy or yeah. the the. the I wonder the, how much you see those in like maternity wards. These and Georgia O'Keeffe yeah. paintings. Yeah. I don't know. Never had a baby. No idea. I don't want a person who's had a kid. I did. I had a kid. I was in a maternity ward. Um, a lot of I Georgia O'Keeffe's? can't remember for the life of me what the what was on the wall. Um, can't remember the art motifs. I do remember on the, for some reason, this is unrelated, but still interesting. Um, they have televisions in the rooms where you labor. And mm-hmm. um, I, I thought it was very interesting that they had that because... For some reason, my TV was stuck on watching Daredevil Sports. <laughs> what? Where people just get hurt. So you're in labor yes. and you're watching people yes. get hurt on yes. TV? Yes. <laughs> Is it was one it of those like, like the highlights of the fails? It was. It's like it was like being stuck in purgatory. What? <laughs> what was it? Was it just like uh, ongoing reel of people getting yes. hurt, or yes. was it like the whole thing? And sometimes people were getting nope. hurt. It was just, it was like America's Funniest Home Videos, <laughs> oh. but like... Extreme. Um, yeah, but for shattered pelvises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Murican uh, <laughs> fails, um, but like a Murican whole... Murican yeah. fail fails, um, but like, sorry, third time. Murican fails, um, nice. but like on loop um, for some really weird reason. I think the midwife put it on, or... I don't you know. Had a midwife? No, I didn't have a midwife. But thanks, no. David, for making that part of the story. <laughs> it was just like, let's just um, let's just distract her, guys. You know, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So they just went like, um, we need to get something loud and noisy in here. Let's yeah. play some X Games bloopers. Actually, that was the crazy part. It was silent. Um, so it was just a silent loop of people um getting hurt. Oh my god! Well, then he had somebody standing there. Going, Ooh, that must have hurt. That's got to be really painful over there. What you're going through, not so bad, right? <laughs> right? I know. You know what? I completely detached from that, but I just yeah. remember that. And I, I remember telling telling the story this week that yeah. that's exactly what was on the TV when I had my, <laughs> my, 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 my boy. And I just remember thinking, why? Why did we do this? <laughs> Has why he shown any thing? daredevil... Uh, Tendencies? Uh, no, I, I squelched that. No. I'm a single mom, so I squelched <laughs> that in the bud real quick. Um, he doesn't have other siblings, uh-huh. and I don't have other baby daddies mm. to help me with that. So, no, he does not. Uh, the first um, moment that I saw him trying to jump off a chair, uh, he knew immediately that he was not going to be doing that again. Yeah. Um, but th- he's also the first guy that will, I mean, he he's an avid hiker and he actually does rock climbing and um has not super doesn't have any fear so i don't know maybe it was a precursor but anyways going back to the hospital (laughs) there was no real artwork that i remember in in our local capulani um, Uh which is where barack obama was born me too you and chad wago um wonder if it's the same room Probably not. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? That wow. could be really Were you interesting. Money too. 
I was in Queens. Oh, okay. I was in Queens. Yeah. That's where Nicole Kidman was born. Oh. I believe. Oh, maybe I had the same room as Nicole Kidman. Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Queens is like a labyrinth of of craziness. Do they keep their, their labor and delivery in the same spot? Have you guys ever visited labor and delivery in Queens? It's, it's I, been a I, it is I like, have visited once the baby's out. <laughs> okay, it is like, know. and you know, to get there from the parking structure, even from the front door of Queens, it is like watching the entire uh, series of Lost, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> or are you just kind of confused and a little upset? Uh, I would like to point out that I do have uh, some friends that work in Queen's PR department, yeah. and uh, they got them to start giving out little maps to people. Now. They oh, have yeah. they, they, they have volunteer tour guides cool. to help you and whatnot. But yeah, it's like a labyrinth of craziness. I would not have been surprised if there were like those um, wild boars charging out of an <laughs> elevator. Would you be surprised if David Bowie showed up in this labyrinth of a hospital? <laughs> Was David Bowie lost? Um, he was. He was in that movie Waitress. He was in that movie Waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> also, uh, I think any dead person showing up in the basement of Queens would mm. probably not surprise me. Yeah. Exactly. It's you know what? Dead. This this is what happens. So somebody got hurt or somebody got knocked up. Same thing, <laughs> and wound up uh, having to visit somebody that they knocked up. Uh, or got knocked up in Queens, and that's what happened. That's what created Lost. They were like, you know what? Hawaii is a really beautiful place, but there's this crazy place, uh, this crazy hospital that has (laughs) a lot of backstory. And for a long time, every woman that tried to give birth in Queens died horribly. Yeah, and then they just are like, oh, that's that's great for the show. I have no soul. (laughs) (laughs) Let's write that. Yeah. Seriously, the basement there is weird. I love the hospital and what it does, so I'm not going to knock it. I've had surgeries there before. Well, I'll be the first to say I hate hospitals and all they do. Never did anything good for nobody. I think it's kind of like the the Winchester house where they have to make it like a maze in there because of the spirits of all of those dead pregnant women. You're not wrong. Okay. I don't think that's accurate. That's probably why it's uh, so difficult to actually yeah. try and get your way into the mental ward there, oh. is because they're trying to like trap people, trying right. to get out. Where is sense. the mental ward in Queens? How could you possibly find it? Surprisingly close to the maternity ward. Oh my goodness. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes absolute, absolute sense. Isn't everything kind of next to the maternity ward, ultimately? I'm yeah, just no joking. Like that's, game of things. that's real deep. Yeah. Last Easter egg. Uh, 324 people were on board Flight 108. So, you know, 108 is like all the numbers added up together. Multiply that by three, you get 324. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's it for Easter Egg Corner. Time for the unnamed Chad's predictions for next week's segment. All right, Jack Chad. gets freed. Ooh. Jack gets freed. Okay. Well, all right, perfect. And also, uh, Sawyer makes the bet. That he loses where he's not supposed to call people by nicknames. Oh. Nice. Okay. And What do you think the bet's about? I think that the bet is about whether or not whether or not uh, Jack frees himself. Oh, okay. The title of next week's episode is Left Behind. Season 3, episode mm. 15. So that Jesus episode is going to be heavy. It's going to be a heavy Jesus. Kirk Cameron appears. Yeah. Kirk Cameron, Jacob, the whole lot of them. <laughs> Billy Graham resurfaces. Yeah. Billy Graham. Uh, All right. Perfect. Yeah, so Autumn, thank you so much for Please, coming yeah. in today. Thank you very much for being a part of this. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Love Lost. And if people enjoyed listening to you. And uh, Queen's Hospital. And uh, <laughs> they want to interact with you on the internet, uh, how would they try and do that? Or do you not want that to happen? Tinder. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're joking around with people on Tinder, you're not flirting with them. I mean... Uh, no. Uh, no, I'm not on Tinder or any dating sites. Um, now, what's the best way for people to reach Twitter. out Twitter. Uh, you can spell my name Autumn like the season. So Autumn. And my last name is G-O-E-R-T-S. So it's all one word. Um, or you can just look for the most awkward person on Twitter. Just spouting off jokes randomly. <laughs> That's me. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much again for being on the show. And Dave, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me at DKJ Comedy on Twitter. Sweet. I just got pictures of ice cream on there. 
And I'm behind a couple of days now. <laughs> They're poor. Are you not eating ice cream anymore? For I'm still eating it. It's just, you know, I miss a day once in a while and I have to make up for it. How many no. days are you up to now? 12, 30 something. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty dope. It's the first time I've admitted this openly in public. <laughs> no, you're, that's fantastic. Everyone's going to know I'm a fraud, but at least, you know, if you're upfront about it, what can they do? What can they do? <laughs> yeah, you take the you take the gun out of their hand. Yeah. You just remove all those bullets. And you guys want more back. blood in your hands? Give me a point about being not 100% honest about how often I eat this ice cream. For the listener, um, David is slowly grabbing a briefcase out of Autumn's hand. <laughs> No, I'm just fucking around. And Chad, we're negative one dot net. Oh, nice. AJ, what about you? Any of us zero zero three on Twitter. That's another thing. Um, so you can find me there, and you can follow us on all our various social media stuff on What Bro Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, What's Up with That Bro on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And our email address doesn't matter. Well, that what's part up with matters, that but Bro Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes, that's the one. Get that Gmail. It's okay. We're on Oahu. It's not going to be hard to find us. Yeah. Yeah. Just come and uh, wave us down on the street sometime. Take just, a submarine over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just throw a carry book at us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be around. Give us yeah. some orange juice and horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Someone needs to try that. You know how they have like those things where you try different cocktails from TV shows? Yeah. That needs to be one of them. Holy shit. Like whatever the Star Trek drink is. And <laughs> that should be the next. We should we should do that. Yeah. That should be a thing. You just wake up on a submarine, like strapped down. <laughs> like, uh, what? Yeah, so <laughs> listeners, come back next week for Season 3, Episode 15, Left Behind. And we will uh, watch the show while drinking the horse tranquilizer orange juice. Oh, man. We're going to be so recording. fucked up. It'll be great. It's like Brass Monkey, but better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.